Ooh, what's up, internet? My name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. That is right. Welcome back to another week, a Monday edition of the Nightly Morning Show here at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. If you are catching this on our YouTube or podcast feeds later on, please know that you can come watch this show live stream Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, every weekday, 10 a.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash nerdynightly. And it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, I have fun. Yeah, me too. Well, you know what? That's, that's what matters. And if you like that intro... It's on every single one of our videos, so... It's not. It's different every time. Well, I mean, uh, well, it, the gist of it is on every single That's fair. That's fair. one of I our I did videos. like that Richard Sim7's response in the chat to that particular intro was, Do you like jazz? <laughs> Do you like jazz? Oh, God. Um, Y'all, very fun uh, week ahead of us. It is the first day of Christmas week. Christmas this year Christmas. is on Friday. Um, it is Christmas. Yeah. It is the season. We have no decorations on the set. We are bad streamers. I should have got the Christmas tree. And just had it, like, in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, we are getting ready for a bunch of Christmas fun. On Wednesday night, if you are in our private Discord, The Art Underground, you can join us Wednesday night for a movie watch-along. We're gonna be doing a streaming movie of, uh, mm -hmm. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Which is gonna be very fun privately within the Discord. Uh, and then we're going to hang out for a bit afterwards with y'all. Mm -hmm. And that's very fun. We're very excited to do that on Wednesday night. That's going to start at like 7 -ish? 7 ish. Yeah. yeah, we'll probably say hi to everybody. Um, you know, the movie will start around like 7.15. Um, mm -hmm. Just to make sure we're all set up. And then we'll take it from there. Yeah, and then on Christmas Day, we are going to be streaming the morning show as usual. We're not going to take the day off. And then we're actually going to keep going. For those of you who maybe aren't with family this year, uh, who need a place to spend the holidays... Please uh, consider coming join us. We're going to be building a gingerbread tardis. Yep. If the gingerbread comes out okay when we bake it. And we're also yep. going to be playing some fun Christmassy games. So um, if if you are, if you don't have somewhere to be on Christmas, yeah. come hang out with us because we don't have anywhere to be. We are stuck in our apartment. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Just the two of us. <laughs> we can make it if we try. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Very talented. Um... It was a, it was kind of a crazy weekend. Uh, yeah. It felt very busy. It was busy. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot going on. Yeah. I mean, and we also had our Patreon movie night on we Saturday. We did, yeah, it was very so, fun. Yeah. We watched Love Actually, a movie that I have a lot of problems with, but that I do enjoy. It's a weird, it's yeah. a weird, there's a, there's some, there, there's some misogyny in that film that is like, woof. Yeah. You're like, oh, yikes. But then there's also some really great scenes. And then there's also, like, Liam Neeson and... The boy, yeah, uh, Jojen Reed. Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah. Jojen Reed. <laughs> oh, I forgot that he was... Jo oh, you're... Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, no, that's Jojen Reed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As a, as a young lad. He is such a cute, like, kid. Like... Oh, like, adorable. And so mature and so composed. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Like, I also just love Bill Nighy. Yeah. Like, Bill Nye, we've done two, the last two Patreon movie nights have been Bill Nye movies. Because yeah. we did About Time, and then we did, uh, oh, yeah. uh, 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 Love Actually. I was about to say Actually in Love, and I was like, that doesn't You're sound like, right. wait, that's, that's wrong. Um, but it was also busy for a lot of people. 
Should we get right into the news? Absolutely. It was a busy weekend for the team at Warner Brothers trying to market their movie internationally. When uh, when things when things are just not great for movie theaters, it is tough to make money in that menu. And uh, Wonder Woman went on to to not do that. Unfortunately, when looking at the international box office of the weekend, Wonder Woman disappointed uh, with a thirty eight point five million dollar weekend for its opening weekend. Yeah. Um, Which and you said the last Wonder Woman had. The last Wonder Woman made $38 million in China alone on its opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, this Wonder Woman made $18.8 million in China, which is a, 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 about half. Yeah. Um, despite receiving similar scores from uh, Chinese critics and Chinese mm-hmm. uh, audience, it, fan interaction sites, um, the, the film came in at about half of its Chinese take, and it came in at just 38.4, uh, sorry, $38.5 million overseas and across all markets that it opened in, which was the majority of the international markets uh, that the film is going to open in. Yeah. Um, this was uh, about half of what The Rescue, uh, the mainland Chinese uh, film mm-hmm. that came out uh, the same weekend, uh, that movie came out to $35 million. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, while the Wonder Woman film's take in China was about half of the take of The Rescue and about half of what Wonder Woman 1's take was, The Rescue is actually a huge disappointment. Really? Uh, the director of The Rescue's last film in China, um, which uh, I have the title here... No, I don't. Um, the last, His last film opened to $137 million opening weekend in China. So uh, that film wow. dropped off by over $100 million from the director's previous film. And the Chinese box office for this weekend, mm-hmm. which is typically a strong weekend, the weekend before Christmas, is typically a, a, a pretty significant box office weekend in China. Uh, this weekend is down 34% from the same weekend last year. Oh. So even with theaters open in China, they're saying that there was a pretty strong cold snap um, mm-hmm. that might have contributed, uh, among other uh, concerns about the resurging coronavirus. Uh, fair. But this this is a pretty big drop-off from the same weekend last year, same time frame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, uh, here's the thing. I am not surprised no, that no. less people are going to the movies. That's just kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, um, I think that people are trying to be smart. They're not... They, they, they don't want to risk uh, putting anyone in danger just to go see a film, and I understand yeah. that. Um, and, you know, theaters are probably not open at 100% capacity. Yeah. I don't think they are. You know, so um, I'm sh- sure a lot of people are of the mindset that if it's a full theater, they don't want to be there mm-hmm. anyways. Um, and, you know, those are those are pretty big popular movies. I don't know. I don't know if I was there and, like, all the movie theaters are open, if I would, if I would risk it. Like, we've talked about going to see Wonder Woman here and, like, driving to, like, a smaller town in the area mm-hmm. and, and, and trying to see it in, like, the safest way possible, but, I mean, there's just so many people, mm-hmm. and I, I can completely understand, understand <clears throat> I completely see why this did not do as well. Uh, Mel of the Bardass, besides numbers, were the reviews good? And I would say they're, they're mostly very positive. Yeah. They're not, they're not the sort of, um, landmark, you have to go see this movie that Wonder Woman 1 got. Mm-hmm. Um, but Wonder Woman 1 was also a different film. Wonder Woman 1 came out as a female-led superhero movie in a time where that felt um, 
like more of a landmark moment. Yeah, it was a big deal. <laughs> it was a very big deal, and it also was a, a very popular film. Like people yeah. really, really, really loved that movie. Uh, I think that the Wonder Woman brand right now is a little bit tougher to sell because of the state of the DC universe as a whole. Uh, when the first Wonder Woman came out, we were leading towards Justice League. We were on this like march towards this big team up movie that everyone yeah. was very excited for. Uh, that movie kind of fizzled pretty hard. And for the last few months, we've been hearing nothing but these talks about problems on the Justice League set and um, allegations towards Warner Brothers. And I feel yeah. like that has hurt this movie as well, yeah. just because it all kind of gets lumped together. Um, but critics who have seen the movie and some of the people in our chat who have seen the movie have said that it's a, it's a, it's a good movie and it's yeah. worth seeing. Uh, and we will see it as soon as we can. We just yeah. aren't sure when that's going to be. Yeah, we're in Canada, so we don't have HBO Max. So yeah. we have to... Um, we kind of have to see it in theaters. Yeah. If we want to see it anytime soon. Well, and, and what's interesting, so, right, is that there's going to be a huge push of people who see it this weekend. Mm -hmm. But And this is kind of the question, right? So it, it disappointed in China. Yeah. Here's the question. Let, let's, let's look at the domestic box office. The... International push was not good. Thirty-eight million for a movie this big is a very disappointing opening weekend. Yeah, and I'm I'm not saying that as I'm not a Wonder Woman hater. I'm very excited for this film, but thirty-eight million is is a disappointing number. Yeah, the movie costs two hundred million to make. They have to cross four hundred million to break even at least, probably five fifty. Yeah, if I'm being honest, because of all the re-advertising. Well, and because of like the deals that they've struck with movie theaters internationally to help the movie theaters stay open, like. We don't know if they're even going to get a full 50% take. The take uh, that a movie gets from a film in China is typically in the 30s, 30%, uh, and the Chinese uh, box office keeps the other 60 to 70%. Wow. So there is, they're not even getting all that money back. Um, so the question really becomes, how much is it going to make domestically this weekend? And if we look at this past weekend, it's not great for Wonder Woman. And granted, yeah. the big release in North America this weekend was Monster Hunter which has a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not a movie that people are banging down the doors to see. Yeah. And Capcom and um, the studio behind the film did not really do a marketing push in North America the way they did in Asian markets, mm -hmm. uh, which, of course, didn't work out because the Chinese um, box office pulled the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Monster Hunter did open in the United States uh, where less than 37% of movie theaters are open. And it opened to $2.2 million over the course of the whole weekend. Um, wow. To, in comparison to that, the majority of big budget movies make more than $2.2 million in Thursday night previews. Yeah. So this is, this is like, this is a bad take. That's, that's <clears throat> rough. Um, the top five of the weekend are actually Monster Hunter with $2.2 million. The Crudes, A New Age, the new second new Crudes, Crudes movie. Yeah. That movie uh, had a $2 million weekend. In, I believe it's uh, third weekend in release, but that movie has grossed $27 million at the domestic box office, hmm. which is not, you know, I will say, as far as this goes, that's not bad. Yeah. As far as, there's 37% of the box office open, Crudes takes $27 million, they're about to go to VOD. That movie actually is probably doing okay. Yeah. Um, I imagine the studio is happy with that number. Yeah. Uh, Fatal has 925000 Never heard of that movie. Don't know what it is. Yeah. But then in number four at the domestic box office is Elf. Elf comes in with $365,000 uh, 
uh, obviously boosted by the holidays. I mean, yeah, people love Elf. Like, Elf is gonna end up becoming, well, it kind of already is a, like, classic Christmas movie mm -hmm. in, in the sense that, uh, like, that's what people watch around the holidays. Yeah, a couple of other, um, a couple of other Christmas movies re-released for the holidays. The Polar Express came in at number six. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, the best vacation movie, came in at number eight. Uh, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas came in at number 10, with The Grinch coming in at number 12. I think The Grinch is the, the Illumination The uh, Benedict one. Cumberbatch yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and then I think How the Grinch is Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. So Jim Carrey beat Benedict Cumberbatch at the box office this weekend by about uh, $15,000. Wow. Um, but $2.2 million for Monster Hunter. Here's the thing. In a normal year, a bad movie, if Monster Hunter's bad, I haven't seen it. No judgment yet. I'm excited to see it. I love the franchise. Um, if, but if it is a bad movie, a bad movie typically does better than that. Yeah. There, there, this is, this is being hurt by, this is, the, by Corona. And yeah, the question sure. is, can one, does Wonder Woman have a chance to make any money next weekend? Is there any possibility that it's going to happen? Mm, I don't, honestly, I don't really think so. Just yeah. with things being so shut down as they are. I mean, the whole province of Ontario is going into a lockdown. Yeah. Late. We're going to have to drive to Quebec to see this movie. And it's going to be in French, so... Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, um, I, I kind of think that they're screwed. Here's the thing. It's not going to look like it at first. Yeah. They're going to make no money, but... Oh boy. Y'all, the Monday after Christmas, that, that first show back, you know what we're going to be talking about? You know what our title story is going to be? Warner Brothers declares Wonder Woman the greatest success in streaming history. Because that's yep. what, that's what they're, they're going to spin it. They're going to spin this as Warner Brothers. We, you know what? We took a risk. We were brave and bold and we put Wonder Woman on the streaming we service. We screwed everybody over yep. and it worked well for us. Yep. And they're going to say that and it's going to be a lie. They're going to lose money on Wonder Woman. Mm -hmm. But they're going to say that because they're looking at the long game of HBO Max and hoping that that will be profitable eventually. Yeah. It's not right now. But, you know, maybe one day it will be. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. If they release it in more countries than just North, like, uh, just America. Because right now we can't even get it. And we're very close. Um, Misguided Gamers live in the chat uh, saw Monster Hunter and says that it's decent. Um, wishes they focus less on the main character and more on the monsters. Not many monsters, but still a fun movie to watch at least once. If, misguided, as a big Monster Hunter fan, you know what? I'll take that. I'm I'll take something that I just enjoy. I mean, here's the thing. I'm excited to see the effects. Mm -hmm. I, you know, based on reviews and such, I really don't... I'm not holding out hope for, like, a riveting storyline or characters. Mm -hmm. But I am excited for the effects and how it's shot. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, trying to find positive things to focus on. <laughs> I really like the way the Rathalos and the Diablos look in the trailer. So, I, I just want to yeah. see them. I, I just want to be like, oh, it's a Rathalos. Yeah. It's sort of like when um, the, I think it was the fourth Transformers movie came out, and I was sitting in the theater, and I was like, wow, this movie is not good. And then the Dinobots came out, and I was like, I literally stood up in the theater, and I was like, yeah! And I was so excited, because Dinobots. It was great. Yeah. And yes, they're only in like four minutes of the movie, but th th they're, they're the best four minutes of that movie by far. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Girl. Um, I haven't seen it, so... Yeah. Yeah. She's never seen a Transformers movie. There's two good ones. The first one and Bumblebee. Good Not movies. Yet. Everything okay. else is questionable. Okay. Um, 
I, I'm very curious to see what happens this weekend. I, I'm very curious to see how many people sign up for HBO Max and how many people cancel their subscription come Monday morning. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, literally. They're like, I'm watching it just for... I'm getting it just for Wonder Woman and then that's it. I wonder if we're going to see a boost in VPNs in Canada. I wonder if, like, VPN sales will be up this weekend. Like, I wonder if NordVPN is, like, guys... They're in their, they're in their offices like, y'all, get ready. There's going to be a big push from Canadian subscribers this weekend as they all get their VPN so they can watch Wonder Woman. I honestly would not be surprised at that at all. Um, yeah. Um, Dark Dispatch is saying, should we watch Wonder Woman on HBO Max or not? Dark Dispatch, here's the thing. I understand what you're saying. Like, is it, is it the right call? Should we send a message to Warner Brothers by not doing it? They're going to do it anyway. So if that's the only way that you can watch it, I think that you should watch it and enjoy the movie. I don't think it's the way that the filmmakers or anyone involved would like you to enjoy the movie. I think that yeah. the, I think that everyone involved would prefer you saw it in a theater because, you know, you want that communal experience. But since you can't have that right now, I if, if you want to watch it, watch it. And I think yeah. that if you, if you can watch it, go see it. Watch it from home. Mm-hmm. If we could watch it from home, we'd watch it from home. We understand it's 2020. Um, I'm more concerned about the back half of 2021 films going to streaming. I'm not really concerned about Wonder Woman, ultimately. Yeah. Um, because... It is what it is. They can't have held it much longer. It yeah. would have just lost theme. Lost, people would have lost interest eventually. Yeah. That's the, yeah. That's the thing. They, they had to put it out in some form. Yeah. So... We will be watching Soul on Christmas night to watch, um, the new Disney Plus movie that I'm very excited for. Honestly, it looks great. Yeah. I haven't, it's funny, I haven't seen advertising for it the way that I've seen for Wonder Woman and stuff like that. You know, I, oh, we watched the trailer together, yeah. and I haven't seen much marketing for it, but I'm actually, like, really excited for that movie. Um, do you think movies straight to streaming will be a thing now, like Mulan and Wonder Woman? Uh, misguided, yes and no, right? Like, I think that there are still going to be movies made for streaming. The live-action Lady and the Tramp was made for streaming. Um, I, you know, obviously next year we're going to see, uh, Pinocchio and Peter Pan, the live action Disney movies going straight to streaming. Uh, we already talked about that on the show. Uh, and you know, there's other films from Disney that might go that way. Cruella, the Emma Stone, uh, Cruella de Vil, uh, prequel, uh, might go straight to streaming next year. Although we don't have an official announcement mm-hmm. on that. Soul is going straight to streaming. Um, I think that people are going to keep making movies for the streaming services. That's That's been a thing. Well, HBO is. Netflix makes movies for streaming. Look at um, Extraction, uh, The Old Guard. Old Guard. Um, yeah. Beasts of No Nation, which is a great Netflix movie from a few years ago. If you want to watch something that's a little that... dark. Um, yeah, I've seen that one. It's, it's that a was, tough watch. That was a tough watch, but it's a very good movie. Um, about child soldiers in Africa. I'm only saying that because I want I, I don't want anyone to go into that movie not knowing not what knowing it is. Not knowing what it is. It, um, yeah. But it is an, inc- an incredibly made movie, and Idris Elba gives a, a landmark performance in that film. He, yeah. He's also, um, I was on the nominating committee for the SAG Awards that year, and they sent us, Netflix sent all of the members of the nominating committee a, um, it was this, it was this, like, cardboard cd case and when you opened it up on the right side was the cd of the movie and on the left side was a little screen that when you opened it automatically started playing the trailer for the movie it was wild (laughs) it was the most expensive and granted i think there's like 2500 people in the nominating committee but i was like literally i opened it i was like oh that's that's a little screen and then i i like ripped the whole thing open because i was like can I use this as like an, is this like a tablet? Like, what is it? And it was just a screen. It was literally just like an LCD panel and then a chip and it played that one trailer. But I was literally like, this is like, 
they they Wild. spent like thousands of dollars for the, to get nominated, and they didn't. Um, I really? I voted for them though. Oh, that's yeah. That's they did too not. Bad. Uh, well, it was a good year. It was a good year for movies. Mm. Um, but um, yeah. yeah, it was wild. Huh. Okay. Uh, but to go back to what we we're saying, uh, as long as as long as they have streaming services, they're going to make content for them. Totally. Oh yeah, that's like that. They're already making money off that kind of thing. It's at, we're absolutely going to see that happen. But I don't think that big budget movies are going to keep going to streaming services. I think that those will keep going to cinemas. Unless you're with HBO. Unless you're with HBO. Um, but uh, here's the thing: it's all going to depend on how many subscribers HBO picks up in the next year. If they can get to a number, because let's just be realistic about numbers right now. Disney Plus has 68 million subscribers. Yeah. HBO Max has 12. If HBO Max can get to a point like Disney, where it is making that kind of money, then the potential is there. But there, there's two factors to this. First of all, uh, HBO Max is twice the cost of Disney Plus after Disney Plus increases by a dollar next year. HBO Max is $15 a month, and Disney Plus is going to be $7.99. So HBO Max is a significantly more expensive streaming service. Um, and granted, it does have a lot of content. And it has a more variety of content than Disney Plus currently does because Disney Plus does not have a lot of adult content. It is very PG-13, very mm -hmm. um, child-friendly. But that might change next year. So we're looking at a marketplace where you're, 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 you're really... HBO Max has to justify its more expensive cost. But it can't really justify its more expensive cost until it gets more subscribers to justify spending that money on the film. Yes. So they're in kind of a difficult um, position. And I feel like they're looking at 2021 as we've already spent this money on these movies. Mm -hmm. We're probably not going to make that money back on those movies. So let's put them on HBO Max and try and get HBO Max to like a 50 million subscriber range where it's profitable. Because HBO Max can't run at 12 million subscribers. Mm -hmm. Like, long-term, that is not a viable position for the streaming service to be in. Well, and they need to make it more widely available. Oh, 100%. Like, like of course they only have 12 million. To be fair, it's also a fledgling service yeah. that plans to expand to... I, I, I've heard they want to be in over 50 countries by the end of next year. Totally. It's just, like, you can't expect much more than that in this moment when mm -hmm. you are only available in one country. A big country, but still, it's like, I mean, I, I'm sure there are tons of people out there who would be like, yeah, I would, I would get HBO Max if I could. Oh, I would so, have it if I was in, oh uh, yeah, we would have it. Yeah. 100%. I think, uh, you know. Access to all the Disney, or to all the DC movies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that they're making this a priority because mm -hmm. it's how they're, they're going to make money, but it's just one of those things where I'm like, guys, come on. It, it's, it's interesting though, right? Because there, there is a difficulty in adapting HBO Max to Canada right now because HBO's content, a lot of the superhero content especially, is already in Canada in a licensing deal with Netflix Canada. And so if they roll out HBO Max in Canada, shows like Titans, which is an HBO Max original series now, now that DC Universe oh, is, is dead, um, the next season of Titans will be an HBO Max original series, will premiere in Canada on Netflix because of their licensing deal. And HBO Max would not be able to have its own content in Canada until that licensing deal with Netflix ran out or they bought it out. And so rolling out HBO Max in Canada is actually more complicated than just putting it here. Right. There are licensing deals on the content that exists currently on American HBO Max um, that are currently with Netflix in Canada or other services. Crave has a lot of those licensing deals. So wait, so it, the deals say that it's like exclusive to yeah. Netflix. Okay, okay. 
So they wouldn't be able to compete with their own licensing deals. Uh, and so HBO Max would be a difficult rollout in uh, some countries initially because they wouldn't have all of their content. Yeah. Um, Ford of Nerd in the chat is saying HBO Max has been around for longer than you think. They just rebranded HBO Go and Now. Yeah. Uh, sort of Ford of Nerd. So HBO Go and Now were an HBO streaming service, uh, which was mm -hmm. exclusive to HBO content. Mm -hmm. With the rebrand to HBO Max, what happened was Warner Brothers put all of Warner Brothers content under the umbrella of HBO Max. Yeah. And so they turned it from an HBO streaming service into an HBO Warner Brothers uh, umbrella streaming service. Yeah. And so it was a... I actually had HBO uh, go in the States. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for years. Um, uh, it wasn't mine. It was uh, my friend's... You shared it, was, it. No, you know what? It was actually... It was actually... True story. Um, I broke up with a girl... And I continued to use her mother's HBO Go for like two years after we broke up. Um, <laughs> wow. It was logged in on my device. Uh, sorry, HBO. Um, I've given you plenty of money. Oh my god. Um, actually, I... HBO might be the one company who has given me more money than I've given them. Because I've worked a lot of, I've catered a lot of oh. their parties in New York. Yeah, um, that's fair. So I have actually worked for HBO. I might actually, that, they might be the one content creator who I've actually made more money than I've given back to. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but uh, HBO, H so HBO Max is uh, an umbrella streaming service built out of the idea of HBO Now, which was yeah. the digital only version of HBO, or the no cable version of HBO Go. Right. HBO's a mess. And, uh, didn't, and they also included the DC... Yeah, DC Universe is under the Warner Brothers umbrella. Right. Yeah, Warner yes. Brothers owns that. Uh, and right. so DC Universe also got brought into the HBO Max, but the comics didn't. So DC Universe is now the same price, but there's less content on it. You only get the comic content, none of the other stuff. Yeah, which well, yeah. kind of sucks. I, I which makes it, it a but... comparison to um, Marvel's Marvel Unlimited streaming service, which isn't a part of Disney Plus, but should be. Here, here, if, if Very I, confusing. I, I, I truly wish Marvel, if I can have one thing, Disney put a like $1 add on option and I get Marvel unlimited with my Disney plus subscription because yeah. they put out the deal, right? There's the deal out there that is, um, Disney plus ESPN plus mm -hmm. and Hulu as a bundle. Yeah. And they don't bundle Marvel unlimited in there. And I don't know why put, add the comics mm -hmm. to the bundle. Yeah. Let me have you that. You would pay. Like... Well, no, I wouldn't hear because Hulu and ESPN Plus aren't in Canada. But... I know, I know. But that's semantics. Um, Ford of Nerd thinks they should have called it HBO Plus. I think they should have called it Warner Brothers Plus or something like that because it's not HBO. It's more than HBO. And I think that HBO Max is a bad title because it makes you think that it's an HBO streaming service and it's not. It is yeah. so much more than that. It definitely like sounds like it to me. That's why, mm -hmm. that, you know, that's why I'm always like surprised when people are like, oh, no, HBO has like a lot of... Mm -hmm. uh, like content I'm like really because it's all of warner brothers yeah but they uh, i i honestly think keeping the hbo title was a mistake um yeah but, uh, but uh, well i don't know that's tough though because you have people who you know are with hbo go and then they they recognize that and completely changing it i don't know i i, I don't understand marketing I, marketing i've mm -hmm. never gone to school for that kind of thing but I, I, I can see why they might want to keep that semi-consistent. Miss mm -hmm. um, Gamer says, do you think that Flash, Arrow, and Legends will get taken off Netflix then? Yes, eventually they will, and they'll live yeah. on HBO Max. Yes. Um, uh, Hardcore Soft Popcorn, that's a funny name. I like that. 
Uh, I hate that bundle. I can't add DS- Disney Plus and ESPN Plus because I have the ad-free version of Hulu. That is very interesting. I oh. did not know that you couldn't do that. Um, that sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is very interesting. Didn't know that. Huh. Yeah, but that does suck. Um, the Because the ad-less version of Hulu is very annoying. Hmm. Hulu. Please, 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 for the love of God, try and find some more advertisers. I don't, I don't mind having ads in my content. I do mind having one the same ad, ad over, over, and over again. There was a point. It was, it, I, it was a car commercial. <sighs> I can't remember what car commercial it was, but it just played. Oh, for like a month, it was the only ad on my Hulu, and I was like, I. I barely can afford Hulu. What makes you think I can afford this car that you yeah. are selling so hard? You're like, this is just making me angry. <laughs> oh my gosh, we've done a half hour on one top on just Oops. this. Sorry, guys. It's fine. You know what? There wasn't a lot of news today, so I'm glad we had something to talk about. Uh, y'all, we're gonna move on to our next story really quick because we got some. We got a couple other things to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, Millie Bobby Brown. We talked earlier about Millie Bobby Brown and the Russos working on a movie together. It's going to be called The Electric State. Um, we this have, is the, like, action movie? This is a side... No, this is not the Netflix uh, action movie. This is going to be a theatrical release uh, with Universal. Um, and it's um, it's very exciting that people are still announcing theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie won't come out until... Uh, the production won't go in until 2021 or early 2022. Mm-hmm. But the movie is described as an alternate future that focuses on a teenage girl who realizes that a strange robot who comes to her has actually been sent by her missing brother. She and the robot set out to find her brother in an imaginative world of humans mixing with all manner of robots, uncovering a grand conspiracy in the process. Huh. Yes. So Millie Bobby Brown is doing a Millie Bobby Brown movie. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. I love... uh, She has carved out the most interesting niche. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, her... She must have a great agent. Truly. Like, her agent is, is... Is... on top of their game. Well, uh, she's just also so beloved. Like, she can do whatever she wants. So oh, people yeah. are down. Yeah. People people who go see whatever Millie Bobby Brown. I would go see whatever she's in. Well, yeah. She's... We sat down for Nola Holmes because we were like, Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill? I mean, so. yeah. Henry Cavill also, as well. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, he's hot. Yeah. He's so attractive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to say the same about her because she's too young. Stop sexualizing Millie Bobby Brown in her yeah. Stop doing it. She's a child. Please, please. Stop cease it. Cease and desist. Oh God, no! But I, I seriously, I would go like, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna go see this. Yeah, I, it. I love, I love that the Russos are branching out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love that they're trying new things. They're doing this like spy thriller, The Gray Man, for Netflix, um, which has an incredible cast. Uh, and then we're also getting this Electric State. There was actually some casting news on that Gray Man movie. Oh yeah, uh, this my movie for Netflix. Jessica Henwick from Iron Fist, mm. are inarguably the best part of the Iron Fist, uh, Iron Fist Netflix show. Um, is going to be in that movie. And I love her, and I'm very happy to hear that. I want Jessica Henwick to be in everything. Nice. Yeah, she's an actress I really, I think that deserves a lot more work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm excited to see what she is doing in Grey Man alongside that ridiculous, ridiculous cast. (laughs) Um, In uh, some good news for the movie theaters that we've been talking about, uh, the new coronavirus relief bill that was passed in the United States just yesterday, uh, a, a welcome relief that probably won't do enough. Um, The $600 is being laughed at pretty unanimously across the country as being a ridiculously low amount of money to put in for individual families. But Mm -hmm. uh, the COVID relief bill earmarks $15 billion for movie venues and live uh, event venues, 
which is is a is a welcome relief for those industries who are definitely hurting. Yeah. 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 It they, yeah, they're going to need it. They they're going to need it. We <laughs> we've talked about we've talked about it a few times mm-hmm. where, you know, we hope that movie theaters survive and we've talked about that I, we think that they will be okay as long as they get some help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that fifteen billion dollars is definitely help. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it's uh, I don't, yeah it's it I feel weird. It's I feel weird because I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. I'm like yay, this is great. But also, um, just how the how it was distributed. Yeah, how I this money so. was distributed is questionable. Mm-hmm. Um, but keeping to like the nerdy news part of the show, this is this is good news. This is good news for movie theaters. Uh, Hardcore Soft Popcorn says too little too late in the chat. And you know what? I hope you're wrong. <sighs> yeah. We're not going to know until next year. And I do believe that this, uh, here's the thing. If it's just this, it's not going to be enough. There is going to have to be a stimulus at the beginning of next year. Right. Um, and there, there just is going to be. Um, and... It, it's going to be important that the government comes together to help these businesses yes. in the future. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know if that's going to happen or when that's going to happen. But the this is the beginning of a road back, uh-huh. not the road back. Um, yes. And yes. Th- there's going to be a lot of... <laughs> look, heading into 2021, there's going to be a lot of conversations that have to happen about how to save our cultural institutions. Yeah. Uh, And not just movie theaters. I'm talking theaters, like live theaters. Um, I'm talking like galleries, museums, places like that that are really struggling right now Mm -hmm. Um, that are the backbone of our culture. We're going to have to have um, some sort of plan to save our cultural places. Yeah. And and not just the big ones, too, the small ones. The, The small theaters, you know, especially the theaters that cater towards... Audiences of color, um, disabled audiences. I really want to make sure. I'm I'm hoping uh, that we are going to find a way to stimulate those businesses as well, so that they survive. Well, and it's unfortunate there's already been so many small, independently owned, um, you know, restaurants slash entertainment venues, those kinds of things that have already like they they, yeah. they weren't able to survive. Yeah. And um, you know the. Some of these places have been historical landmarks, mm-hmm. and it is truly tragic. And I hope that, uh, I hope that we can save at least a few of them. Yeah, and to segue yeah. out of that, real John Roth, thank you for saying I'm hot. I appreciate that. <laughs> he's he's not bad. Uh, could be better. <laughs> uh, y'all, our last story of the day today is going to be cyberpunk. I know you're probably sick. <laughs> Of hearing us talk about cyberpunk. It's the news, guys. But cyberpunk got a little interesting over the weekend mm-hmm. because the um, <laughs> the investors who gave CD Projekt Red the money for the game might be suing CD Projekt Red. Uh, they um, One complaint alleges that CD Projekt may have issued materially misleading information to their shareholders and investing public. Um mm. And so there is a potential uh, for a class action lawsuit against the company uh, for publishing the game and not being forthcoming about the uh, state of the game on last-gen consoles, Mm -hmm. which has obviously been a problem. Uh, We talked last week about how the Sony store removed the game, uh, and you can only buy it brick and mortar, Mm -hmm. and how uh, Xbox and Microsoft are keeping it up for now. 
um, but they're going to reevaluate that should the promised changes that the patches are supposed to bring not actually change anything. Yikes. <clears throat> Yikes, indeed. This is so unprecedented. I've never... It, th th this launch has been such a bizarre... Yeah, it has been all over the place. Thank you for subscribing, Real Thank John Raw. Welcome to the nerd table. <laughs> you didn't make it weird. Don't worry, don't worry. Oh, hi, Lexi. That's my friend, Lexi. Real life friends. Real life friends. We don't um, have many of those anymore, so it's fun when you're here. <laughs> Stop it. Don't say that. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, I have never... We talked about this. Yeah. Never heard of a like a video game like this size being like literally like pulled out of the Sony store. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like a triple A title having to get pulled from a store, and now I maybe this has happened before and I just didn't know. But now like this like possibility of them being sued by their investors. Yeah. That's wild. Um, it's 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 wild and. It's, it's as, I feel weird about it because yeah. I love this game and I'm yes. having such, here's the thing. And I, I'm going to be, I, I, I'm going to be very honest. I am having such an incredible time playing cyberpunk mm -hmm. and I'm not having a lot of problems. I did have a big problem at the end of stream last night, um, uh, which I kind of like, like I, I just ended my stream over cause I was like, I can't keep doing uh, yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, I missed at the end of my stream last night, I got to a point where I couldn't progress Oh. Um, I just got stuck in this, like, room, um, this gotcha, hallway gotcha. with this girl, mm -hmm. um, and she just was walking very slowly, and then I, so I ran ahead to the elevator, and then I did that, so she caught up with me, but when she caught up with me, the next dialogue option wouldn't happen, because I had skipped the conversation. Right. So I just got stuck, and then I was like, yeah. I don't want to go through that very slow walking thing on stream again, so I ended my stream. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, um, I haven't had a lot of problems, and I love, I mean, you know, I'm, obs mm -hmm. I'm obsessed. All I want to do is play Cyberpunk right now. Yeah. Um, I might, like, I don't know, find a way to play a little bit before your stream today. You know, like, I'm, I'm I, have shocked. A, I have a problem. And so, I, it's sad for me that the experience for other people isn't what I'm having, because I'm having such a good experience with this game. Well, no, there are a lot of people who are loving it. That you're, you are not alone in that respect. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we have just been fairly lucky when it comes to the, like, technical glitches. Yeah, me more so than you. You've had more problems with it than I have, weirdly. Well, I had it the crash a few times, but that was about yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting to see what happens. We're definitely gonna keep our eyes on this, because a lawsuit like this would be a real, um would be a game changer for yeah. video games. I've never, I, I, yeah. I haven't seen anything like it. Yeah. And I would be very curious to see what kind of ramifications games in the future would face. Mm -hmm. Um, and whether or not a lawsuit like this could extend towards video game delays and things like that, where, um, investors could sue over, um, a misleading release date being put out. Uh, a game <sighs> like Halo Infinite delaying by a year because they put out marketing materials that weren't very good like that's i don't know that would be you that would be really tough to win a lawsuit over i feel like because you can't the the marketing department pushes for we need to hype this up we need a date we need a thing to work towards we need a goal like they need that they need, they need that information. And so even if you're not sure if the game will be ready, you have to at least aim for something. 100%. But from an investor's point of view, if if this lawsuit works, 
I, I do wonder what, you know, anytime, yeah. you, anytime a lawsuit works, it opens possibilities of other legal challenges to situations. And I do wonder what the long-term ramifications of a lawsuit about something like this would be. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Uh, Drifted Normal is saying in the chat, I'm glad I waited to play it, but bugs with a new release is not common. Oh, yeah. If you have a if you have a base or a slim PlayStation 4 or a base Xbox, I would say wait until late January or February to buy the game. Mm -hmm. um, wait until the patches come out and see if it works. If you have a PC, PS5, or Xbox uh, Series yeah. X, PC Pro, uh, PS Pro, mm -hmm. if you've got any of those systems, that, and, or, and if you have a PC, obviously you have to have a certain level of graphics card. Yeah. Um... Buy it. it. It's great. It's a yeah. very fun game. Ford of Nerd is saying that he would rather wait to have a complete finished game than a rushed one. And we've actually talked about this on the show before that mm -hmm. people involved in CD Projekt Red were getting death threats because they pushed it back once. Because they delayed, yeah. Because they delayed. And so that's unfortunately the kind of like gamer culture that has been. Well, and brought like sh a light has been shone on it, and it's yeah. it's and it sucks, and it's I am the same. I would rather you delay the game and you give me something solid, but there, but CD Projekt Red, I'm sure doesn't see it that way. There's also an element of you don't know how the game is going to play for people until they have it. True, and like there's a reason CD Projekt Red put in Cyberpunk like. If, if there's a problem with the game, do you mind if we collect that information from your console? Yeah. And the reason for that is they can play test it for days and days and days, and they can try and do everything in the game to make it work. Mm -hmm. <coughs> but I'm sorry, some speedrunner is going to figure out some hole in some wall that gets them to the final boss three seconds in. Yeah. Some speedrunner is going to realize that if you play as Link and you walk backwards out the door in Kokiri Forest, you end up in the final boss fight of the first dungeon. Like, there are... there Gamers are going to break your video game no matter what you do. Well, but that's why I honestly think all games should have a beta phase. Like, yeah, but then... But, but then there, but then there's a story element. I understand it, it, that's so complicated, right? Like it's so complicated. I guess it's just like there, you know, it's been a, helpful for a lot of big games like Baldur's Gate. They um, they overhauled. They did such a big overhaul for their game because they put it out in beta. But the the betas for games like that of that size are usually more about the co-op elements and not about fixing the game. Right. Like the the Avengers beta was about trying to figure out how to get the matchmaking to work. They do right. the beta for Cold War because they want to make sure that the matchmaking is going to work. Like it's yeah. usually about that's fair. How how what is what is the actual server issues that we deal with in our multiplayer? Mm -hmm. Um, I you know it it is tough. I I think you know it's it's putting out a beta for a story driven game is tough because it's if it's about the story then that is the game. Yeah. If you have the story yeah. experience, a lot of people are not going to play through the story after they've beaten the story. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Th that that is fair. If you have the game in beta, like I mean, when Avengers was uh, like fully released, you you mm -hmm. didn't really touch it. I did for a week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I because there, there was a but the beta didn't have all the content. Like I, I played right. all the content. Um, right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I, I don't mean, know. I think for this particular situation, I think maybe they should have just released it for next gen and PC. One hundred percent, I agree with that. But they didn't, and now they're in this position. Yep. So we're going to have to see how that goes. And honestly, they're going to be fine. Long term, they're going to be fine. Because here's mm -hmm. the thing. I truly believe the game is good. And I think yeah. that like they're they're going to make money. 
long term, the game is going to continue to sell because here's the thing. There are a lot of people who are like, I'm not going to buy it until it works. Yeah. But when it works, they're going to buy it. Like if the, if the February patch fixes the game, the people are going to buy it and they're going to play through it. And people are going, I, I honestly believe people are going to love this video game for a long time. Yeah. Um, I it love it. It is revolutionary in a sense. Nah, well, yeah, it's good. I mean, it, well, no, here's the thing. Like, they, like it, it, in its scale, I would say. Like, in storytelling, yeah. yeah I, I, I'll talk about it more. It's a huge game. I'll talk about more in my review. There are some things about it that are not revolutionary. Oh, for um, sure. The you combat is not revolutionary. You can't, you can't push all the boundaries. <laughs> um, but with that, y'all, uh, we're coming to the end of our show here. Uh, so I just want to say thank you. Uh, we have some new faces in chat. Yeah. Uh, I, and uh, the the numbers on YouTube have been going up. Some of these morning shows are getting crazy views, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say a huge thank you Thanks, to everyone guys. who's watching over there. And a mm. massive thank you to our patrons. You make mm. this possible. You have no idea the support uh, that you give us and the things that you make possible on our channel. Yes. Um, so we're excited for some Patreon-only content coming up this week. The Patreon yeah. podcast will be up tonight. Mm -hmm. um, we missed last week, uh, which we're going to have to... We might have to do two. We might do two patron podcasts this week to make up for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might do a special like Christmas podcast yep. on Friday. We got some cosplay content coming at you. Cosplay it's content. Be, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. Um, and uh, as always, you can catch us out across the internet. Go check out our TikToks. Our TikTok. Uh, we're, we're we're trying to make things work over there, we're and we're having the a good things. time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, TikTok is fun. TikTok. That's the thing. TikTok is the most fun social media. Yeah. That's what I like about it. It's mm -hmm. it's more casual. I don't feel as much pressure that like because it's not my friends who see my content because it's like the public um it feels less like, personal because yeah, if i put something on instagram and my friends don't like it i'm like oh wow what does that say about me yeah but if a bunch of strangers don't like my tiktok that's You're less like, pressure yeah. yeah yeah that's right <laughs> all right um uh, what so are you doing today i i'm gonna be playing some skyrim Ooh, later night king um yeah yeah um someone sent me a few more mods i might take a look at and install actually um but uh, yeah um i'm gonna have to figure out how to um kind not like unbreak my game but my undead army has reached a certain point where um skyrim doesn't seem to be able to handle it anymore so I'm going to have to get Very rid fun. of a few of my zombies because I think I have like 39 or something Very like fun. that. Real Sean Roth, thank you for the biddies. Yeah, thank you so much. What a way to end the show. Y'all, yeah. that stream is going to be over at Claris Dracaris. That's me. At 3 o'clock Eastern. Um, and I will be back later this week streaming. Uh, no stream until, no game stream until Thursday this week. Because Wednesday night, right. we are doing the public, public movie night in the Discord. Movie. Yeah, we're going to be watching The Nightmare Before Christmas. So please join the Discord if you want to get in on that. Yeah. And um, yeah, we are going to um, we are going to raid out after the show. So if you are new, please stick around yeah. after we say goodbye for our podcast and YouTube watchers. All right, y'all. Uh, as we always say, <laughs> my name's David Webb. I'm Ariel Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye.